What's up, everybody? Hey, super excited to talk to you guys today because today we're going to be talking about overcoming positioning as an authority for a sales professional. Here's the real question. How do real closers like us, direct sales, telemarketers, and independents, who refuse to cheat, overpromise, or embellish, who don't rely on discounts and guarantees, but want to close more sales with less effort, how do we build massive incomes, yet at the same time, live life to the fullest? That is the mystery, and in this podcast, we'll uncover the secrets for today's market. My name is John Albert Ferguson, and welcome to Legendary Closer Radio. All right, I am super excited to get right in here and talk about this one because this one really, really irks me and I I just got to come out and tell it. Do not ever fake it till you make it. That is probably the worst advice I had ever been given by uh, any coach, any trainer, anybody in business or even in sales is to fake it till you make it. (laughs) That's probably like the worst thing to do which got me in so much trouble because it ended up making me in the past overpromise. And when I was selling another product, the coaches, the trainers, the guru essentially could not overcome how much I promised, but I was trying to be better. I was trying to be the authority and, you know, authority in sales is positioning. It is posture. It is how we overcome some of the challenges and concerns and objections that are thrown at us, especially with somebody on the other end of the line or that we're sitting across the table from in sales, that is clearly an intelligent individual and an awesome rad buyer. And so we kind of feel that we've got to fake it till we make it. And I think it's probably the worst advice that anyone has ever given me. I remember in one instance, I was actually given this bad advice and I felt really guarded and I felt really kind of gross, but you know, it put me on the defense because anytime I postured myself as being an authority and, you know, being in control, it actually made me lose a lot of authority and, and a lot of internal integrity. It always just didn't feel right when I was talking to somebody about subjects I really didn't know much about, but I did know the subject matter, right? I did know what we were talking about and how our product and service could help them. I just had never used it. And I think that's probably one of the biggest things that made the biggest challenge for me was trying to position myself as an authority the wrong way. And I I just remember getting in arguments and feeling like jaded or just mis, misguided on why these people just didn't understand me. Like, like, why don't they see me as an authority? I'm the salesperson. Like, I'm the one in charge. And I'm the one that's asking the questions. I'm the one with the product and service. Like, why are you coming to me, right, if you didn't need this help, right? Why are you asking me what our product or service does if you're not going to listen to me, right? And when I tell you what it does, why would you question me, <laughs> you know? Why would you question that it even works if, you know, you were already asking these questions, like, you're not there. And, like, so it actually put this feeling in my head that I had to be an authority and I've been told that by all the gurus and I've been told that I have to have confidence and I've been told that I've got to be all that essentially a bag of chips, right? And, you know, the the phrase fake it till you make it actually got me struggling, right? It actually was probably the thing that hurt the most because when I started going along, I started to build a lot of bad habits, and some of the bad habits were just over promising what the returns would be because I couldn't overcome 
an argument and I started failing, not really feeling right, you know, and I, I really didn't have uh, anything else to really, you know, posture myself with other than, you know, really putting forth some expectations of the training or the product or service that was not going to be fulfilled. And, you know, the, the thing for me was getting this bad advice it's literally killing your ability to close sales. It kills your ability if you're like in a tandem sale, a two-part sales process where you've got to posture the closer even. You're going to be in a situation where that closer has got to like literally walk on water uh, to help these people. Or if you have a, a closer with a lot of integrity, uh, they'll kick that lead right back to you. And they will not talk to that person until the sale is cleared up. And so, you know, just be careful with, with authority because – you know, we, we know that authority sells. We know that, you know, you want to be respected and, you know, I wanted to be respected in my business, but it's really, it's more important to posture yourself in a way that is a trusted person, a trusted advisor, somebody who they can depend on and rely on for the right guidance that actually starts to build authority. And so for me, I, I got this bad advice and I was really struggling with, with closing sales because I know that I knew that I was able to enroll people into our services and our products. But the problem was, is that they, we, we got into more arguments than we did anything else because I just didn't know how to overcome not knowing, right. And, or just having that lack of confidence in myself that I knew my product well enough that I shouldn't just have this expectation that they should just, you know, bow down to John <laughs> because I'm the salesperson. And so I had all these false expectations in my head that, you know, because I was a salesperson or because they were coming to me that I should already be looked at as this, you know, respected uh, authority figure. And all I really wanted was to be respected. I'll, I'll, what I really wanted to be is not just respected by my clients, but my peers around me. I, I wanted to be, you know, seen that you know, I knew what I was doing and that I could confidently take these people through a sales process that, you know, helped them succeed. I wanted people to, to win. And when I was selling our products and services, all I really wanted to do was to enroll more people to, to, to really have them see what I saw in our products and services. And, uh, you know, really to understand that, you know, I, I knew my stuff without saying, Hey guys, I know my stuff <laughs> that doesn't get anybody anywhere, especially when you're trying to do, uh, you know, this type of a sale. And when you get into like high ticket sales and higher price products and coaching and trainings like this, posturing yourself and getting into benefit bashing and, you know, uh, ours is better than yours or ours is better than theirs. Those conversations just don't work, but it happens if you don't know how to posture yourself appropriately as the authority figure that they need to be listening to. And as the salesperson, you can do that. Like one of the things I was really struggling with in the beginning was I wasn't the guru. Like I wasn't the expert. Uh, when I work with a lot of different companies, like when I was working with uh, Robert Kiyosaki and Rich Dad, Organ uh, you know, the Rich Dad organization, a lot of the salespeople relied on the Rich Dad name. Um, they relied on, you know, you know, just, just posturing him well versus posturing themselves. And then I would see the younger salespeople come in and get in these like just kind of arguments. And it reminded me of like how it happened to me is that I really just didn't feel I was the guru. Like I had I, at the time I had not flipped any properties. Uh, I had not been in business long. I mean, this is like, you know, 15 years ago and I, I was just really struggling to succeed in, in that kind of a environment. 
to be taken seriously, right? And, you know, what do you do when you haven't had any results, right? What, what about, you know, selling another person's product and you are not the guru or you are not the person who is, you know, in this business even, right? I know plenty of salespeople that are fantastic salespeople that have never used the product that they sell. Now, some of you guys might say, well, why are you selling something that you don't believe in? Well, they can believe in it, but their skill set is sales, right? We are salespeople. We're professional salespeople. Our job is to help people overcome their their internal objections in order to get them through to where they can own the products and solutions that we sell. doesn't necessarily mean you have to own it yourself. And so one of the things you really have to overcome and one of the walls that really put the brakes on for me and the kind of fake it till you make it, like trying to build authority that way and posturing myself as this winner was that I really just kind of felt dishonest. Like I was losing integrity in myself just by, you know, sharing benefits that I personally didn't use. Um, and I think this comes down to more people in the, like the network marketing industry, MLMers or first time coaches. I see this a lot from people who have a, an expertise that they want to teach and train and, and they want to help people, but they have like this belief that maybe they're not good enough or maybe they haven't seen enough results. And so they feel like they're being dishonest when they start talking about the results they can help people with, or you overdo the results. You over promise what you can accomplish for somebody. And then you're really in it. Like you either have to overperform or what you've promised is just not going to work. Even worse what ends up happening is when you start posturing yourself with fake it till you make it authority, what happens is, is that the clients, the people you're speaking to, your prospects, they end up sensing it and they start asking questions. And this is one of the number one ways that you will always get more questions. You will always get more pushback when they can sense your hesitancy, your lack of confidence or you're fake it till you make it. And so you've got to understand that you posturing yourself, fake it till you make it style just doesn't work. And I was running up against all of these challenges from, you know, extra questions or why does it cost so much? Or it was literally driving me crazy. And so what I found and what I needed to understand was, is that about 95% of the clients who called in, like about the majority of people who called in, you know, they really didn't have any prior understanding of what I was going to be selling them or talking to them about like they had no preconceived notion on results. They know what they wanted. They know that the, the, the problem that they were going through. And so they knew nothing about the product. They knew nothing about the service. It was all in my hands. Like it was all going to be up to me on how I set the tone for the call. Right. And so why wouldn't they already see me as the authority? Like why wouldn't they already, you know, feel me right as the individual who is doing them a service. Well, here's the thing is I found that the times that I was trying to posture myself better or I was trying to look like I was the authority, I ended up telling more. I ended up trying to make myself look better and and talk about more testimonials or talk about more stories. And I really didn't have to. Like, I did not have to do that. So when I stopped telling what I noticed was I started asking more questions. I started gathering more information and it put them more in a position that they had to show me what they needed. They started to see me as this expert, this individual who cared about their situation that wasn't ready just to blurt out what 
they felt or like what I felt was needed, right? Without gathering more understanding. And what I found was, is this started to help me like this, this took away the need for me to be, um, actually the authority. And what's funny is I didn't start feeling like I was the authority or that I needed to be any of this posture. The really cool thing that happened was it just happened. Like it seriously just started to happen. And I was like, what is going on here? Like I wasn't doing the whole fake it till you make it thing. I was no longer trying to be the authority figure. And all I did was I started asking questions and I started putting myself in a position that I could just understand and I could gather information. And what was funny was, is that I ended up presenting rules in the beginning of, of the call. Like in order for me to actually, you know, take control and, and to build this, I started to think of like a doctor, right? You've probably been to the doctor's office, <laughs> you know, and I love analogies. And some of my, the people that I get to work with use analogies. Like Jim Rohn was one of my favorite mentors, um, uh, you know, working with Tom Hopkins, Omar Perryu, you know, being able to work with some of these great legends in the past actually helped solidify my ability to tell better stories and use more analogies. But I, I, I love analogies when I teach because like, like for instance, we've all gone to the doctors and I, the, this one experience like really sinks in. I, I remember going to the doctor's office and I had made the appointment and I was right on time. Like I showed up probably 10 minutes early because I wanted to be there ready to go fill out whatever paperwork that they had to, to for me to fill out. And I'm sitting there in the doctor's chair and I had hurt my knee. This is a, a before I had knee surgery. And I went in, we started filling out all the paperwork and, you know, it comes time and I'm like, Hey, we got to get this paperwork done. So I'm doing it as quickly as I can. I turned it in five minutes prior. It took me about five minutes to fill it out. It wasn't a lot of stuff, but I was done with the paperwork five minutes before my appointment. I'm going, yes, right. I'm going to get it on time and everything's to be super, super cool. And I ended up sitting there for like 15 minutes. After I was supposed to be back there talking to the doctor. So obviously my frustration is a little bit mounted, right? And I'm having to have patience. I'm the one that's hurt. You know, somebody else is probably more damaged than me. But I get back there and what happens? The nurse steps in, right? And she starts to do her diagnosis. She starts taking your temperature. You know, she, you know, asks you a whole bunch of questions about what hurts, what happened, where did it happen, who was it involved with, you know, all the specific questions to start the diagnosis process. So I'm getting, you know, hammered by questions. And she said, okay, the doctor's going to come in here another 15 minutes. You sit there another 15 minutes or so, right? Like, the doctor comes in, says, hey, look, the nurse is telling me all this. And they ask you, okay, what's going on? Like, what's happening? Where does it hurt? They look at you for maybe five minutes, 10 minutes. And then they look over their notes. They say, okay, well, here's what needs to happen. They're either going to prescribe you an x-ray to do further due diligence. Or they're going to say, okay, here's what's going on with you. And then they're going to give you a prescription. They're going to give you, they're going to tell you what's wrong. And they're going to tell you how they're going to fix it. And only after they have taken the time to ask you these questions that they have done that. And it is a pure posture game. It is pure authority. No one is going into the doctor's office saying, hey, look, nurse, you don't know what you're talking about. Hey, look, doc, you don't know what you're talking about. We're all going in there half the time having to drop our drawers down to our, you know, you know, our uglies. And they're telling us what to do and how to do it. When we need their help, we are going to shut up. But it's because of the process. I noticed that like a doctor, in sales, we have to have the right process. You have to have the right tone, the right rules, the right cadence. 
the right system in place that allows you to increase speed or slow down, but mainly control the sales process, controlling without being a control freak. You're able to work with the client in a manner that allows you to be seen as the authority figure. And holy cow, things have completely changed. As soon as I put this process in place, as soon as I stopped trying to be the authority figure and do a lot of the telling and and the show and tell show stuff and the benefit bashing, I, I found that the reason why clients do come to you is because they do not know what they're talking about or they do need some help. They may have some some history there, but you can you can actually slow the process down, gather the right information at the right time, set the rules, set the tone for the phone call, and be the doctor, baby. <laughs> you have the ability to control the entire outcome of the entire process, and that is so huge. And as soon as I did that, now I am seen as totally the ultimate guide. I'm seen as an ultimate guide, not just an authority figure, but you're the ultimate guide. You're the individual that is seen now that cares. The individual that, you know, is the authority figure, but is not there to posture themselves. You instantly gain control. You instantly gain posture when you stop trying to posture. (laughs) It is a freaking silly thing, but it will help you. And now you have the ability to guide your prospect through the process to get them to where you want to be with integrity. You don't have to fake it till you make it. All you have to be is interested in in gathering the proper information to help them into your product and service. And remember, you know so much more about your product and service than they ever will. So your job now is just to gather the right information to help them overcome themselves, overcome their own problems so that you don't cause problems as in objections when it comes down to talking with your clients. I know that's a mouthful. I know that that is a lot. But my life is forever changed and I love conversations now because I actually get to understand what these people need and help them get out of their own way and it saves me a ton of time. Like asking questions, gathering the right information keeps me from getting into false rapport. False rapport is like talking about the sky or the weather and all the BS, right? But I'm able to get into real rapport. Okay, what are your challenges? What made you come into our office today? What made you call us today? How come you opted in? All right. Have you ever taken any of this type of training or coaching before? I can create and craft a line of questions now that allow me to overcome the simplest and the greatest of objections. And you can too. Just pay attention to your process and rock it. So you know what? The problem isn't in, in creating authority. You're already an authority if you are in the organization that you're at. You're already the best coach you'll ever possibly be. You just have to be able to overcome the need to position yourself as an authority, as a sales professional, because you already are when you take interest in the client. Boom. There it is. I said it. Take active interest in the client and the day is going to be yours. Anyways, guys, super stoked for this episode. Hope you guys are getting a ton out of this. Uh, Every single one of these uh, podcasts that goes into this, I have a fantastic team of professionals that help with our podcast. These guys engineer to make sure the audio is crisp, that you guys are seeing it in the right places. You guys have an opportunity to have a really awesome experience. So I really want to thank the individual team members that we have that are helping with the podcast and making sure that it sounds crisp and beautiful and wonderful for you. And I am so grateful that you guys took the time to listen to this. Because of that, I want you guys to join me for further conversations where we can actually talk live. I go live in my Facebook group every single week where I'm answering live questions. I'm talking to each one of our, our I call team members, one of our legends. Uh, you guys are part of the legendary family if you are in this podcast. Like it. 
share it, join us on Facebook so that we can continue this conversation going forward at Legendary Closers on Facebook. It's a Facebook group for legendary closers like you. Anyway, signing off. Have a great one. So if you're just starting out, you're probably studying a lot, and that's a good thing. You're probably digging into all the methods to close, right? Well, that's also good. But the hardest part is figuring out how to close without causing objections. You know, the ones that you have to handle before they'll give you their cash, right? That's also what I struggled with for a while. It actually made me quite furious until I learned this simple template. So I created a special training to help you out. It's called Sales Inception Questions, or just Sick Theory for short. This will get you on track with the right questions and more importantly, the right sales conversation to lead you to the prospect's secret buying triggers. Want to have it? It's a very powerful way to let you in on unlocking the secrets to close your prospects with ease. I'm only giving it away for a short time period before I lock it back up into our main training. But you can get access to it at sickfury.com forward slash free. That's S-I-Q-F-U-R-Y dot com forward slash free. We'll see you on the inside. And don't forget to like, subscribe, and share the podcast if this is adding value to your life.